And welcome to the Table Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I am your host, Bula, and I'll be doing a little bit of a back and forth concerning why you should write. And it's something that's come up quite recently, but I think that it's, it's definitely a topic to be interested in. So we're going to go straight into it right after our first song to enjoy Yo, they don't play with me, Tony, you know. I come from the east side of town, you know. Hey, let's go. They want the money. Tell me what you owe me. Bring out the trophy. You got to show me, yeah. We ain't baloney. With all the homies. Watch out for police. Tryna control me, yeah. Hey, let's go. Free throw line. MJ flag. Let me go shine. Don't stop crying. Show me that sign. Throw them blinds. Outside. Time to go slide, open your mind, had to go grind, check your tires Matter with Lady Rack, ain't stopping cause the game is tight Doing 98 in Shack Town, hit him with a journey glad Then I had to lose my pride, cause I had Mufasa pride When I got my shot tonight, had to go to the other side Yeah, coach, get him in there, let's go, get him in there Let's go, get him in there, hey, coach, get him in there Get him in there, coach, get him in there Let's go, get him in there, let's go, get him in there Hey, coach, get him in there Trading block, my sins got traded. Got traded, got traded. I might fade away, but I can't be faded. Be faded, be faded. No SI6s, make it, take it. Take it, take it. Grace on me, got it stacked, got it packed, got it racked. Then I got racked, stacked in packs. Then I got packs, racked and stacked. Just a roster player moving like conveyor. But holding up that trophy, like, like, see you later. Jordan, Robin, Pippin, they ain't winning. Let's be quitting. Crucifixion in my vision. I ain't asking for permission. Spirit in my engine, engine closer to slipping the clipping the gripping. I squeeze, in the demon is screaming. He flip when the weapon is present. I give you a gift. All free, no slaves. Live forever, no age. God sin, God grace. Always win, I got faith. They always got something to say. Just not in our face. Too busy, I'm grown. But I got time to grow. Yeah. 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 
Champion, amp again, like I'm on the antonym of ambient. Bless through shenanigans, my prayer sounds like a ramble. Anti those who don't know the man within, feeling like I speak a Mandarin. Lord, use me to show them mannequin, I'm on edge. Gifted, all these spirit got me feeling like I win it, even though I'm sending close to the list. That fact, got me your one. Oh, sunlight, sun, oh, cost I give my life. Christ gave life for them wages. Different chapters mean you gotta turn pages. Testify, make disciples, guard your witness. Study his word, learn what your gift is. Kingdom building, this kingdom business, and we still not get evil senses like. Ah, ah. So I sort of teach at a school. I do uh, certain subjects with the students, and I've started noticing how, in general, language is something that students are very challenged with. Now, I do understand that people come from different backgrounds, and their first language isn't always English. But the main thing that I was concerned with is their ability to apply information in such a way that not only makes sense to themselves, but they are able to analyze it in such a way that each word has significant value. And that is a concern that I have because every single word that we speak has its own type of value. And the definition behind it, when you properly understand it, it brings to life an entirely different scenario or a completely a different meaning, really. And Jordan Peterson, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you have ever used social media, there's a, a video that pops up often of Jordan Peterson, and he speaks about the importance of writing. And on one of the websites that you can go onto, there's an essay guide for essay writing guide that he offers. And part of what he says is there is no better way to do so than to write. This is because writing extends your memory, facilitates editing, and clarifies your thinking. You can write down more than you easily can remember, so that your capacity to consider a number of ideas at the same time is broadened. Now, I personally have just, not even intentionally, but always been a person to write down the things that I was thinking. And it was, I think, to some degree, a way of looking at information from outside of myself in order that I would observe the meaning of it and its impact in my internal capacity. And as I started writing, I remember in high school, I wasn't necessarily the most fantastic student, but the thing that I was most proud of was my writing, albeit kind of spontaneous and sometimes sporadic. I would always mull over the kind of writing that I had done and I was always very proud of it even though it might not have been significant to my teachers or my fellow peers you know they there were oftentimes people that got higher marks for the same assignment that we all had to do but it was something that I, I've genuinely found interest in and how each each and every single word can change a picture painted completely so greatly that it can you know, not even be of the same context. And so I recently started doing this, I guess, uh, an activity almost, where I would write a short story every day or whenever I had time of approximately a thousand words. And I would find these prompts on the internet. So I, I love Pinterest. It's just the best thing ever, personally. And so I went onto Pinterest and I found a bunch of prompts. And so one of the prompts was waiting at a bus stop. So I thought I'd just share one of these short stories. I've, I've written about five now and a couple of poems so far. 
But this was the prompt. And before I go into it, it's a very enjoyable process. Now, everyone writes differently. But when you're wanting to say something and then you're needing to search for a word that accurately describes it, not only does it bring this excitement, really, because you're able to express the meaning of the thing you're intending to put across, but you're also able to broaden, just like Jordan Peterson, broaden your horizons of understanding. So this was one of the short stories. It was one of the shorter ones, so that's why I thought I'd read this one. But the prompt was waiting at a bus stop, and it goes as follows. It was raining. The pitter-patter of the downpour and the single drop of water that kept hitting my head had a melancholic rhythm. It was frustrating, but I got used to it. I usually brought my headphones to drown the noise of the outside world with intentionally orchestrated instruments and vocals, creating a sort of backtrack to my mundane world. I didn't have them this morning. I was in too much of a rush and left them at home. The pattering rain would suffice, I told myself. The air was humid and my curly, short hair was thriving. Extra springy and coiled, as opposed to the usual somewhat dry and wavy situation I had to deal with. I was waiting for the bus. This was a common occurrence for me, an everyday ritual that for the past three years since starting high school, I had done. I kind of liked it. It was familiar and consistent. The bus driver, Mr. Delgado, was especially punctual. I don't know how he did it, really. There was never really a time where he was later than a couple of minutes. He had a warm, welcoming smile, and his tired eyes glimmered behind his broad glasses. He smelt of coffee and sandalwood. The radio would play softly in the bus as the passengers kept themselves occupied in transit. Chatting quietly, reading novels, scarfing down their breakfast, doing crossword puzzles or texting away on their cell phones. It was quite idyllic, really, something out of a book almost. I stood up from the bench and gently splashed around in the puddles. The raining season had been pleasant this year, not too severe, I thought. A warm breeze wafted by as the cars passed. It was 6.30am in the morning, at this point. Manuela would still be asleep. I wondered if she would hear the cars zooming by or if she'd be snoring so loud that it was inaudible. The latter was probably true. She was a busybody for an 84-year-old, full of vigor and always drinking cafecito coyotes in hand. Life was better with Manuela around, no doubt about it. She had such a contagious laugh, it could be used as a weapon. It was a full-bodied laugh that poured out the joy of her spirit. Once you heard it, it would be impressed into the fibers of your being, creating an unquenchable need to hear it again and again. The bus would be here soon. Another day of school to tackle. I sighed audibly. It would come to an end soon enough. I mumbled with a half-hearted smile. I never thought I'd say it, but the teachers made school worth it. I'd get caught up in conversation with Mr. Ibanez over historical topics, swept away in fantastical literature with Mrs. Herrera, and have hard-headed debates with Mr. Gonzalez, all in the name of good, clean fun. They knew that, I hoped. Miss Fernandez was a special mention. She loved my poetry. It wasn't nearly as good as or even comparable to her lines of heart-wrenching yet awe-inspiring balladry. Her mind was both a war zone and a scenic mountainscape overlooking heaven itself. Her thought process was like sloshing blood around your mouth. It was foul, uncomfortable, and at some point you'd have to decide to spit or swallow. That was when pieces lined up for her. She'd swallow the red, irony blood and let it digest in her mind. She was sort of weird, come to think of it. A little dramatic and sometimes too passionate about meager things, in my opinion, but quite fun, I'd say. What's fun without a little crazy thrown into it? 
Not fun worth having, I'd, sus I'd suspected. Mr. Delgado pulled up to the bus stop. The doors creaked open and there was his smile, as broad as ever. I was going to have a good day. I had decided it would be that way. Diego would have wanted me to. I hopped onto the bus and off we went. So that was just one of the short stories that I had written. And the more I write, the more I find that not only do you have certain behaviors in the way that you write and observe the world, but a funny thing that I didn't really want to happen, but ended up happening nonetheless, was a lot of my stories, although I tried very hard to not allow them to relate to my life in any way, human beings have this this thing where we basically always try to relate information and I'm pretty sure that there is some proper scientific observation as to why this happens and explanation as well. But we always try to relate everything to ourselves in our situations, in our circumstances, because it becomes familiar. And as I was writing, I recognized after I had done writing that I had somewhat related certain topics to my own life and my own experiences. Now, that could also just be because human beings experience everything together and um, a lot of what we experience is very similar because it is the human experience. So it is a possible, I guess, idea that that is the case as to why that happened. But it was also quite enjoyable to, to read through it and then to actually have my mom read it <laughs> and see her perspective on it. What happened with some of the other stories, I, I wrote a little bit more of a gory one and my mom's observation of what was actually happening in the scenario was completely different to what was actually happening, which helped me reflect on how I had written it and how easily it could be misinterpreted um, or interpreted by the reader. And isn't that what often happens when we read books? Um, we can see the picture in our mind's eye, maybe even out of a fault of our own reading. Maybe we skipped over words or we were in a rush or whatever it may be. Or we just wanted the narrative to be that way. And so we saw it that way. And even if it slightly was different, we forced that image into our minds as we read further. But that was something that you can't always experience with a movie, for instance. Songs, it is possible that you can enjoy that experience. But it's not as, I guess up to the reader or up, up to the interpreter when it comes to movies in that sense. But yes, that was something that I really enjoyed about writing. And I'm just going to go straight into the second song and then I'm going to wrap things up a little bit. Um, so do enjoy and we'll be straight back.
So just to wrap things up, there was a specific line that I thought that I might share from the other short story that I had written, which my mom and some of the other people that I actually did share it with interpreted slightly differently. So in the the short story, there's this person basically explaining his experience of this day that's happening and he ends up wanting to go and visit a friend. Now the friend isn't explained of what he is or who he is or where he is actually and the the line that I want to read is as follows so it says that the road was quiet as I drove under the bright starlit sky the gate was open someone had been at the graveyard I walked between the stone tags of lives lived and buried dreams letting my mind shape their figures as though they had pranced around me Joseph Anthony Pervert, 1820 to 1901. Stephanie Yozella Gertrude Wesley, 1690 to 1773. Manfred Dennis Truthsum, 1900 to 1981. The silver moonlight illuminated a familiar name on the tombstone. Alfred Angus Quesley, 1982 to 1998. It had been two years now. My best friend, swallowed up in the maggot-riddled soil. My eyes burned from tiredness and the slight smoke appeared as my face muscles contorted. Looking into the navy sky, I fell to my knees on the soft dirt and stretched my arms out. Lying on my back, I let out an exaggerated breath and slid my hand into my jacket pocket, pulling out a small packet. I choked as the putrid scent wafted out of the peculiar-looking bag. I hoped the rotting smell of his finger would have faded by now. It hadn't. Human flesh seems to linger much longer than other mammals, both in scent and in memory. The mourning of a lost puppy or eternally free parakeet lasts and pangs, but a human never seems to completely fade into the potentially fictitious. My observation of man's way of managing what was that has become no more is to make it seem as though they or it never were. I lay on the grass for a while, playing back the memories of our mischievous boyhood like a movie projected in the sky. A single tear escapes my eye. It's time to go home, I whisper as I roll over like a rag doll tossed carelessly. Dusting myself off, I trod the same path I entered with to the car and drive home. Mom won't be happy with having me come home so late. Oh well, it will probably be the last time for a while. I mouthed this while sitting in the driveway. I snuck into the front door and went to bed. I hadn't slept so peacefully since I was a child, completely carefree. I guess that's what friendship does to some degree, offer you the childlike carefree perspective with the security of a person to share it with. I never did go back to his grave. I'd replayed our shenanigans enough times that night that any more would have spoiled the memories instead of bring back the pleasantness of his companionship. It was a good way to say goodbye. And um, just... That was the segment that was slightly confusing that I need to now edit, but it was a very enjoyable experience and I would strongly and highly and with great exaggeration, I hope, to encourage anyone who has a couple moments in a day or would intentionally put a short period of time aside to try and write because it helps you to not only observe the world from a very, a much more detailed perspective, but when you're even relating to people, you're able to speak words clearly with an understanding of what you're intending to imply. And um, so, yeah, that's all from me. I do hope that was somehow enjoyable. Um, I don't know if I'll ever publish those things, but I'll definitely keep writing and see where that goes. So I do hope you have a lovely day further and cheers. Thank you.
I'm so bold, I'm courageous They ask me where I get my strength How I'm so brave is cause I'm so bold, I'm courageous I get my strength from my God I swear my faith is all up in these pages I read my Bible Yes, it's on the daily I read my Bible Anytime I feel weak I read my Bible Every time I need strength I read my Bible for myself and now put my faith in God Anywhere about breaking even though I'm just trying to be the eyes I'm just trying to be the guy to make it out the size Trying to thrive not just get by Trust in God is what I live by Look at the road it's God's time It's God's time It's God's time Long as they breath in my lungs and blood in my veins You can know it's God's time It's God's time It's God's time You know that's why I'm so bold Ready? This one right here is prophetic. Focus on God and get better. Put your head in the work, keep your head up. When you fall on your knees, but you get up, you know God got you, don't give up. No God got you, don't give up. You real go get up. Go get up for God. Go get up for God. You're so beautiful, God. So beautiful, God. Died to myself, you give me new life. Gave me the sun when I'm in the midnight. And the moonlight, and the do right. I've been trying to get the mood right. Fool for thought we in a fool fight. I've been walking in a new light. I've been trying to get the mood right. Fool for thought we in a fool fight. I've been walking in a new light. I'm so bold, I'm courageous. They ask me where I get my strength out. Stay updated, stay entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like, post, comment, share them out, retweet, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better.